You're listening to the best barbecue show. I'm your host, Yoni Levin, and I want to be honest with you. I've been cooking barbecue for a long time, but I never really fully felt part of the barbecue community until really this past year. Uh, what, what was the difference? Probably just all the people I met. You know, I had a few friends. I've been going to Snows for a while, uh, but I decided to start a show. I decided that all these amazing people I was meeting had great stories, and I wanted to tell those stories. Uh, and I also knew a few of you would probably want to hear what's going on. Uh, isn't that why you're here? To learn about the scene, see who's cooking, learn all their secrets. Honestly, most people are happy to tell their secrets because it takes hard work to create what they're creating. Uh, and what if I told you they're all right here? They want to tell you everything. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was on a road trip, uh, 32 or so hours with Brendan Lamb, uh, to a well-known barbecue joint, The Shed. Uh, at the helm of The Shed is Brad Orison. He's kind of a mad scientist in his own way, and he might just be the happiest man on earth. He really loves his work and uh, was truly incredibly generous to Brendan. Uh, he invited him down to share some equipment with him uh, because they go through a lot at the shed, and he had some stuff laying around. And as soon as Brendan got the invite, he called me to come along. I invited the two of them, and uh, you know I love an excuse to disappear for a day if I have the time and hang out with my friends. Uh, that's what the story's all about, really. Uh, I'm sure all of you out there are making friends with your amazing barbecue. Uh, friends know they can count on you, that you work hard, you live that hard work through cooking uh, over the fire. You're the one who'll take over the fire or the grill when you know someone's not treating it right. You're kind of a hero in that way. Uh, well, Brendan and Brad are just two of the many heroes I've met in the past year, so I hope you enjoy this story, our ramblings as we drive home from Mississippi with probably six hours of, uh, of sleep. Uh, and a trailer full of gear and bellies full of barbecue. So who knows? Maybe you'll be on your own wild ride soon uh, and enjoy the episode. Okay, so, but this other time, I was, this chick I was dating at the time, uh, me and her dad became good friends, and he came up, he's always finding these cool little deals, and he came up on, there's Larry Marshall, always a great available garage door services. Um, <laughs> he always came up on these cool little deals, and he went to the pawn shop and got one of those little pocket bikes. Uh, the little, they're like, a hundred pounds, if that. They're they're little bitty, and I got a video on my Instagram or something. But it's uh, Dylan, Dylan riding it uh, up and down the street, hollering, and uh, we would we would ride it on up and down Cesar Chavez outside of uh, La Barbecue whenever we were in that lot, in the Aztec Food Trailer Park. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Wait, and you were like a like a motorized bike? Yeah, a little pocket bike. It was. Oh, like one. Of, it looks like a sport bike, but it's super tiny. It's super tiny. And, and he Dylan, rode that. Yeah, Dylan's Dylan's uh, tall, and uh, his legs were all sticking out. He looked like Wario. Nice. <laughs> it was great. I didn't know he knew how to ride bikes. Oh, Dylan can do anything. He sets <laughs> his little mind to. Can do anything. Yeah, he's the he's the first. Uh, Where's this thing got us going? I have no idea. It's we're gonna turn like, us around, I guess. We're in like the Legion of Doom here. Um. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to turn around. Door. Better not be no door. Eastbound and down. Waze just took us the completely wrong ways. It just feels like my headlights aren't on. They are, see? Yeah, I can see them, but it, 
All right, best barbecue show back on the road. Yes, after we went to this oil refinery and went to a military checkpoint or something, but there was no military there, so it's all speculation at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think we're good now. Yep, we're still we're in the Cray get, Valley. <laughs> still trying. To, <laughs> it's pretty cray out here. It is pretty cray. I used to know a guy named Croy. Croy. I still know him. Just uh, turn it. Eastbound and no, what is it? Westbound, Westbound and, down. and down. There is an eastbound and down one. All right, so I forgot what we we're talking about. Now we started off about what thirty-six hours ago. Oh yeah, so I got a call from Brad Orson over at the shed in uh, in Mississippi, and he knows that I'm starting up a uh, a restaurant in Fort Worth. Smiley's Barbecue. About to be one of the best barbecue joints in Fort Worth. <laughs> Hoping so. If we get there, we're going to work hard on it. But uh, So Brad called me and knew I was starting up and knew that I needed equipment and all that. And he had a bunch of equipment that still worked, but he had gotten new stuff um, just over the years and wanted to get rid of it. So he told me to grab a trailer and haul ass. So I did. And we... I called up Yoni and asked him if he wanted to go with me because, after all, he's the one that introduced me to Brad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he he hopped on it. He he came and we rode down. Westbound and down. <laughs> we were eastbound and down. And yeah. We, we stopped we in New east. Orleans. We pulled in at like what, like one thirty in the morning? One thirty in the morning. And then still decided to go and walk around Bourbon Street a little bit. Yeah, we got a we got. A drink to go. No, we got we had a drink for there. Yeah, he showed me about this drink to go thing, which is awesome. Yeah. But hey, I want a tequila soda. You don't have to finish it before you leave the door. Do you want me to put it in a plastic cup so you can <laughs> carry it around Bourbon Street? Yes. And then we went to Verdi Mart, which is like my favorite uh, thing on earth. Had the best, best little sandwich, po' boy, little po' boy sandwich. Yeah, well, some fried chicken. Yeah. The guy, the guy who made it, his name was Merlin, and he can do magic. Yeah, he made a cigarette disappear, and it just reappeared in the other hand. You know, New Orleans is just one of those places that you can have a magical experience with anyone on the street. But this was literally a magical experience. It was. So we got us a po' boy, and then walked back. Well, the best part was is pulling this twenty foot trailer in, going down Bourbon Street, trying to find a place <laughs> to park for the night, and uh, we ended up finding one. Maybe yeah, we we <laughs> drove straight down to Loose. And we found three meters in a row, and so we we parked at three meters, and I, I woke up at like 8 a.m. and fed all the meters. He did it for me. He was such a good uh, hey man, you did good like travel buddy. Almost all the driving last night, so yeah. drove yeah. all the way from Austin to New Orleans. That's a I've done that. It's a it's a hard straight shot. Yeah, it was Dallas to Austin, Austin New Orleans. Dallas to Austin is not that bad. It's like three hours, but. And then all day today, we woke up and came, sh- went straight to the shed. It was only like an hour away from uh, from the hotel in uh, New Orleans there. So we got there today around 11 o'clock, 11.30. Had to get a new tire because along the way, forgot to mention this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so let's go back. Yeah, we'll we're, go back to on the way to New Orleans. We're, we're uh, about, I don't know, we're right by the Austin, of Austin. Right past the Austin airport. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're not even an hour outside of Austin, and 
all of a sudden, come on, Sam, I go, 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 go. You can do it. You can do uh, it. There oh, you go. Oh, thanks. He, he changed lanes for us. Uh, so we're outside of Austin. We stopped because the trailer lights are being weird. So we goof around with some trailer lights. Can't figure out what's going on. Then we get it working. And then we drive about 1,000 feet, and someone honks at us and goes, hey, your, your tires are smoking. <laughs> yeah. Our, our, my, auto, my brakes on my trailer had locked up. I had done something, I guess, whenever I was messing with the wiring for the lights and locked them down. So, and, But it was interesting because I learned a lot about trailers. Like when a trailer has brakes, it has a little battery on it. Yeah. And so we took that little battery and uh, just disconnected it or reconnected it, and the brakes it, were fine. Yeah, it, it, it released the brakes whenever, I guess, we unplugged it. But One one tire later. We lost a tire. that We got all worn down because it was dragging, and that's why it was still, smoking. But we still drove it all the way to New Orleans, so yeah, it made it, it that far. It made it to New Orleans, and then this morning, whenever we were going to go and meet up at uh, with Brad at, at the, the shed... We forgot to get a new tire because we can't load all this equipment down with a bum tire whenever we're going to have 5,000 pounds of stuff on this trailer. So we uh, stopped at some discount tire or something, and they didn't have what we needed. They didn't have a tire. NTB, yeah. Yeah. They didn't have what we wanted. Good old NTB. Shout out. Shout out to (laughs) NTB for not having what we wanted. But then we went to Pet Pet Boys, and Melissa was very helpful. Yep. That, that was her name, maybe. Melissa tried to tell us that we had the wrong size room, but then we thought we had the right size room. But yep. then we got to the, the shed, shed and realized we had the wrong size room. Yep. But luckily, what's his name? Uh, Perry. Perry, one of, he lives right down the road from the shed, just a few miles. He's one of, of Brad's best friends for forever now. And uh, he came by and just grabbed the bum tire and the new one and just took it home and switched it out and came back and put it back on the trailer while me and Brad and Yoni were rubbaging through all of his stuff to see what I wanted to take with me. Well, let's 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 talk about Brad. Brad just has an awesome crew, uh, whether they work at the shed or they're just his buddies in town. And Perry's a guy who owns some land. He's got his own little junkyard and, you know, Brad's kind of got a couple of his own junkyards he's just got cool stuff all over the place it's a uh, picker's paradise yeah and so perry is so cool that he just brad was like hey can you help us out and perry took the tire he's like yeah i got i got a pair of pliers and a and a screwdriver at my house i can probably change a tire and you know switch the new tire onto the the right rim and we still have the wrong rim with another with the the bum tire but you know, while we're doing all this, on top of that, uh, Chuck, aka Lundo, is uh, was helping us, we're driving a tractor, lifting stuff, and there was a couple other random guys. We'll get to uh, throughout the story here. Yeah, Lundo was such a badass. Yeah, he was he was killing it. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he is a precision man with that forklift. <laughs> <laughs> so, did we start? We started. Yeah, we started with the the racks, right? We started right there in the parking lot. There's a bunch of trailers. And yeah, uh, so stuff stacked up. I, I got to build a smokehouse, and at the Chopper Supply and in, in the stockyards where we're set up, uh, Kenny Kirk, who runs the Chopper Supply there, uh, is 
such a handyman and he welds and all sorts of stuff so the back where where the pits are right now it's he's welded all this stuff around it's got this really cool old like rusted look or like a workshop kind of thing and that's exactly what um what brad had out he had these cages what you'll see pictures at some point but there's like these deconstructed cages and big old sliding doors that we're going to end up being able to make a make a smokehouse out of yeah they're old security gates from a sears roebuck i did not catch that part of the story that's yeah. cool lundo was telling me about that yeah and that's going to be your new pit room yeah <laughs> and the, one of the best things that brad he's been telling me about it uh, since a few days ago he's got these shotgun proof screen doors which makes no sense if you're thinking about it but we we got there and he, we were about to pull out and he's like what about them screen doors i told you about <laughs> so that we, was the last stop that was the very last thing but yeah we ended up grabbing those screen doors and he tells us that they're shotgun proof i'm gonna test it out i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah, shoot yeah. one with a shotgun and see what happens with the 12 gauge just bird shot i guess I, I feel like a buckshot would go straight through it well so once we had picked you got some towel holders and a few other things once we had kind of picked that area clean what? come on turn signal uh once we had picked that area clean we went uh brad took us to kind of a, a secondary pavilion that's up in the woods there behind where the semi parking on the four-wheeler yeah oh. <laughs> so i'm sitting on the back of the four-wheeler and i'm holding I, I got kind of my foot on the little tow hitch and I got my hand holding onto the, the rack on the back. And then my other hand was, of course, taking a video for Instagram. Because when you have Brad Orison and Brendan Lamb and me on one ATV, you, you kind of have to shoot that. Do it for the gram. And you were on the front and you said it was sketch. But I was on the back and I said and I thought it was sketch. I think oh. the only one who wasn't sketched out was, was Brad. I felt like I was on the Titanic. There was nothing below me, and I was just moving very fast forward. Yeah, I was. I was watching the. T I was watching that tire real close. I was like, I don't really need to be too close to that tire. <laughs> I need. I, I already. I already brought my ripped up pants because I knew we'd be getting dirty. That was one of the questions that you asked me on the way. <laughs> You're like, should I bring clothes I can mess up? Yeah, like, absolutely. We're going For to sure. the swamp in Mississippi. Yeah, I didn't even wear my nice boots. Which the shed is like. There's an outdoor seating area. And if you go to the edge of it where there's like kind of a little bit of a fence or something, it's on the swamp. Yeah. There's it's actually, there's like alligators and there's little, it's cool. It's right there waiting for you. Yeah. Everything you've always wanted from a swamp. Shed on the swamp. And let's see. So then we went up there and that's where you found a fridge. Oh, man. Okay. The fridge is still back there, right? Yep. It still yep. looks like it's back still there. Still back there. I got a gigantic uh dual door two, double door uh glass there's a glass on the front so you can kind of yeah. see through it it's like an old coca-cola fridge well there's also an old coca-cola fridge oh they're not both coca-cola fridges no the, well the other one didn't have any logos it might have oh, had okay. coca-cola in it at some point but that's all <laughs> i can so we got we got a big two door and then a, a one door coca-cola fridge yeah and so those were the heavy things to get on we put them in the front and so, you know, just put them all the way back at the front of the trailer. And then we ended up getting, I need a three compartment sink. So he's got one that's about 10 foot long that I found and wanted. So we loaded that one up next. Uh, with uh, Then next there was a bunch of prep tables that he uh, wasn't using anymore. So I put two of those on there. 
uh, man, I've got, I can't, we, I told you I needed to, I wanted to make a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to do some inventorying after this, but uh, let's see. So now this stuff wasn't readily available. Like there's a bunch of other tables and a giant container and like there, there was definitely some stuff we had to move uh, while actually uh, Lundo was moving half that stuff with the forklift and not just like a normal forklift. This was like a tractor with a forklift on it. Yeah. Which he, is, instead which of which a scoop in the front, he just had it, you know, the, the forks. And you, while, while he was doing that, we found what, like 20 beer signs. Oh yeah. So many beer signs. Those are going up everywhere. And, uh, I want to get in this other lane cause that's sketchy. <laughs> it's like, concrete walls are right on the shoulder yeah uh so we got you got those oh and you got some awesome yingling umbrellas those are over there oh yeah needed some umbrellas for the shade on the patio we're gonna have you're gonna have the only yingling gear in texas because they (laughs) don't even have any yingling in texas Uh -uh. i wonder why that is i bet that's one of those those stupid texas labeling laws that no one wants to adhere to well we're importing yeah that would be awesome if you had yingling i'd i'd come there twice as much (laughs) Well, I do, so see you soon. Boom, boom. All right, so we got you got all that. Uh, what was another big win there? Oh, you got that little uh, warmer, right? Oh, man. Sham? Yeah, there is like a, there's a little low boy uh, sausage warmer is what I'm going to use it for <laughs> in, t- in turkey and stuff. But it's, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like a little alto sham, a little half, half alto sham, and then... He, that's what he uses there as the the brand of the the cooking holds that he uses. So he had a bunch of those that he wasn't gonna use. Um, that he said I can I can take off his hands, and he gave me uh, one full size and uh, one one little short half size one, and then also a little wine fridge. I think that's going home with me though. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, until you got wine on the menu, we can talk to Jason Hissaw about that. <laughs> yes, Mr. Yes. Vance Sommelier. Oh, amazing. And so we went there, and, I mean, we were there for hours. I mean, you had your shirt off. We were The whole time, obviously. Uh, I was taking Instagram videos. Oh, and that's when Mike showed up. So Gulf Coast Barbecue on Instagram. Uh, Mike Fix. Man, Uh, that guy is awesome. Speaking of of Brad's helpers, this, this dude just sees that we're... He sees that I'm in New Orleans, and he's like, hey, you're an hour from me. What's going on? And we're like, we're going to the shed. And he's like, cool, when are you going? It's 10 minutes away from me. And so <laughs> we, I get to the shed, and I'm like, oh, we're here. And, of course, he can't find us because we're, like, out in the hills. And it's a huge compound. Yeah, it's a huge compound. I mean, we're, we're easily, like, half a mile from the shed in this, <laughs> like, on this hill in the back of nowhere. And one of the guys who works at the shed throws Mike in his pickup truck and drives him up to us which was super sweet. And then he comes up, shakes our hands. I mean, he's been listening to the show since the beginning. He knew everything about Brendan. Like, Brendan was like, oh, I'm opening a, a restaurant. And Mike's like, oh, yeah, I know. We're Instagram <laughs> friends, so yeah. I guess that was a given if he, if he pays attention on, yeah. on Instagram. And that's what it's for, man. That's I love what it. We all like to watch is, is these changes. And I had a great time instagramming the crap out of everything we did today oh yes man the instagrams has been great to where you know it's like really grown this barbecue community to where it's a lot easier to 
you know, I don't do Facebook, so maybe people talk on Facebook too, but on Instagram, you know, we just talk back and forth all day, you know, from all over the country, all over, you know, definitely well, all over Texas. But Facebook's definitely there, but Instagram simplifies it. Like, in Facebook, you can add pictures and do all this stuff in the comments, and the comments get crazy, and I like the simplicity of Instagram. I really enjoy it uh, uh, thoroughly when I'm hanging out with my barbecue friends on there. Bring back MySpace. <laughs> Put music on. You can come be in my top my top eight that's what stories are for man you just like list all the stuff you like you can you can really go nuts with it oh my god i don't like that frito-lay is kind of swervy east texas got some weird i just like how in on texas roads the uh the shoulders like the, the, the shoulder doesn't exist yeah the uh, the other lane or the, the the left lane on the on the far side is concrete walls and then there's just these like two arrows wiggling around which basically is like hey the road's gonna kind of swerve a little bit good luck so we're not carrying a bunch of stuff or anything yeah it's not like we have six thousand six thousand pounds of coolers and racks and oh yeah man brad brad gave me a gigantic yeti i don't even know what one it is it's yeah it's 350. like the 350 he gave it to me i think i think he keeps his crawfish in there for crawfish boils but you know yeah it was it was definitely not his favorite yeti it's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna scrub her out yeah and we're gonna throw some beers in there uh well so then mike showed up and mike being the good guy that he is not only came to say hi came to say what's up came to like finally meet us in person but he just threw down the moment he saw oh you guys are doing stuff oh he he moved that wine fridge yeah he just like anything he could pick up me and him tried to carry one of those shams, and I was like, "Now nah, we're going to have to come back for it. <laughs> that thing is heavy. Those things where it took all four of us. And that was a little short one. That little shorty was... Now the wheels were digging into the dirt. Yeah. And yeah, and we're like basically, what, a mile from the ocean or the, <laughs> the gulf? It's all sand. Yeah, so it was just all sand. And, and it just rained, I guess, the night before or something because this hurricane... What's her? I forgot her name. Frank. Florence. Florence. Uh, so Florence is coming in. So here's an interesting thing. Uh, the entire shed barbecue competition team right now is at the Royal. And I don't, he didn't say it overtly, but it, it feels like Brad actually just stuck around so that he could help us move and dig through all this stuff, which yeah. just adds to the amazingness of his his ability to be a stand-up guy. Um, he, he could have been up there with his team doing, you know, all this prep work and getting all in the right mindset to win the Royal royal and all that. Uh, but he stayed back and dug through and helped lift and load every single thing that I yeah. got from him today. He put in as much work as the rest of us, and it's just awesome to see. And now he's going to jump on a plane in the morning uh, yeah. and go to the Royal. So any of you all that are paying attention uh this is right around the time of the royal and it's a it's a beautiful event i'm not going to make it this year but uh, we'll probably cover it next year we're working on uh scheduling and budgeting of a lot more competition barbecue oh yeah that's gonna happen and do a lot more traveling around checking stuff like that out yeah we had uh we had we had a little phone call with uh, one of Brendan's favorite pit makers and primitive pits. Yeah. That's uh, JD Jimmy Daniel. 
maybe uh, maybe in the next uh, year or so, you know, you'll hear. You're definitely going to see them when Smiley's open. So I'm going to be showing them off. And uh, they've got some innovative stuff. They're they're building pits, and, and he's a guy who truly has a passion for it. So Yeah, Primitive Pits got some really good things coming out. So um, Yeah, he's someone you guys are going to hear about real soon. So Mike showed up. Lundo was killing it with the forklift. We pushed. I learned something really interesting that you can. We, we put the, the fridge on the trailer with a pallet, but then we put another pallet to push it to the back, and we just kept kind of using pallets to slowly push the uh, the fridge all the way to the back. Which with, I think, with the forklift, because it was too yeah. heavy for us to push. And the forklift couldn't pick it up and put it all the way in the back. So that was pretty cool. I learned I learned some forklift maneuvering things. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't damage the trailer at all. Not one scratch on the trailer with those forks. Oh, no. He, was, he's, such, he's such a beast. There was, like, a couple times where he was adjusting the height or the angle where it moved a, a little too many inches. Oh, yeah. We're my, like, <laughs> it like looked like he was just going to dump a giant fridge on us, but <laughs> he caught it. And then the next time it moved, it moved a lot slower. I think he was just messing with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was... Those kinds of things just, like... I'm I, I'm all about safety, so I'm watching everything real close. Came to the shed, ended up dead. Nah, we got fed. <laughs> got fed at the shed, that's for dang sure. So we did all that. We loaded the trailer up with uh, all that. Then you, then you pulled the truck down and backed it into kind of their little playground area. Like a pro. Like a freaking pro. First try. Uh, and then you and I and Mike... And Lundo and Brad all loaded these Sears Roebuck safety gates into the the trailer, and we kind of turned it into like a frame. Like the yeah. the, the trailer is just a bed, but then we use those to kind of create a like shape a, so that a little box around. So we have something to kind of cage in all the stuff that we have piled onto this twenty foot trailer. And damn did that work out perfect because then so everything good. else we threw and we just threw in between the the gates yep just got got us a few ratchet straps and folded it up like a burrito yeah and shout out to mike again for providing some extra heavy duty ratchet straps that oh, yeah. he donated to the cause yeah mike just gave us some ratchet straps because ours were weak and puny and yeah, there's some home depot bs yeah and he came in with the big old thick ones that the semis use to hold down our heavy equipment which is now holding it yeah, i I'm, keep looking I'll, back we hit some rough bumps and that little coca-cola fridge is just sitting there smiling yeah louisiana didn't take care of the roads that much oh yeah it, it, we there, there's quite an improvement now that we're back in texas yeah we got roads again i'm forever grateful it's crazy because usually texans are wild and we're passing everybody yeah we're flying past people with this i mean where are we going we're not even going fast yeah we're going like 75 there's nothing. I can't even feel that there's a trailer behind us. Yeah, this thing's a beast. Got Ford F-250. Super duty. Got that. S- super six, duty. What did you call it? 6.7 liter Lariat. And you, you deleted it? Is that oh, what it's called? Yeah, I, yeah, I deleted the exhaust. The exhaust delete and then had a single tune on the on the computer to I don't know what realize. that means, but so, the exhaust sounds like a pterodactyl. <laughs> Every time, like, not right now, but when you're first driving, it's like... Every time it switches gears, it kind of makes this, like, squalling noise. But other than that, it's the nice diesel hissing sound. 
But um, for those of you that don't know, the newer uh, model diesels, they have this exhaust system on them uh, that you have to completely or can periodically put, like every 500 miles, I guess, put in this, this fluid called high def fluid and or blue def. Blue def, yeah, it, that's what it is. Yeah, and uh, it's exhaust fluid, which has never been a thing before, but it's a real expensive system. It does a lot for the exhaust and all that, but I took it off completely. It took the whole system out, so I didn't have to add that fluid on anymore, and it added a bunch of horsepower to my to my truck Room. and made it sound sexy, like a sexy pterodactyl. So we loaded all the gates in, and then we finally took a break after we were all sweaty and starving. I nearly passed out. Yeah. You were, you were shaking. Yep. Forgot to eat. To go. So Brad, of course, hooks it up with a stack of sandwiches. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah. We had a couple beers. We had to drink a bunch of tea and, uh, you know, got to hang out. It's fun because, you know, Brad's not everyone knows who Brad is like there's 50 people in there eating and they all know we're sitting with the with the boss everybody's looking over their shoulders to see yeah. what Brad's doing they're like oh well, who are those guys so yeah. we got to look cool just by being with Brad which you know is is it's a it's a experience in itself and it's super yeah, fun it is and Brad's- he's of course hopping around you know every time he got up to get something on the way back he stopped at every other table how's everything going everything good you guys thanks for coming taking pictures yeah, I think, you know, it's it's interesting because we I go to barbecue places all the time. You go to barbecue places all the time. And not everyone who works at a barbecue place is famous. But the ones who are, they're always more concerned about the customer than really how they look or what they're doing or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, Brad is the epitome of what barbecue needs to be. The, this family atmosphere, this fun um never work a day in your life if you're having fun at work yeah well and right so we were talking about the the royal and he's going to the royal but because florence is making landfall as we speak uh operation barbecue relief is at the royal showing off kind of some new trailers like a command center i guess they built uh i haven't seen a picture yet but pretty much by Saturday, they're going to pack all their stuff up, and they're going to go take care of if and what it happens from Hurricane Florence. So they're already gearing up. Brad's not even at the Royal yet, and he's already talking about how he's going to you know, jump in and help with Operation Barbecue, which is, it is a behemoth. I mean, you can't even, if you try to drive to a, a disaster and help them, they won't even take you. They only take volunteers that they know have gone through their training and they're aware of all their skills and have them assigned properly. It's just... You have to register. You can't just show up as much as you want to show up and just ask to And help. I bet if you show up, they'll help you register and all that. I mean, there's yeah. got to be someone doing that. But, I mean, these guys literally have to figure out how to open 10,000 cans. Like, yes. they've got problems that we don't even understand. What were they, number 10 cans? Is that what he said? Number the 10, big, yeah. Yeah, the big cans. If y'all um, are wanting to send some help uh, out to the to the relief after after the hurricane makes landfall uh number 10 cans uh of anything they're the big yeah. the big ones the big soup cans like literally if you have pallets of number 10 cans send them out them. send them to the sh- i don't know maybe i don't brad might be mad don't maybe not send it to the shed but figure go to o- operation barbecue yeah, relief go to operation and, barbecue yeah. relief tell them you got a pallet of 
tomato sauce or whatever your your number ten cans are, and uh, and they'll know what to do with it. That's kind of the the beautiful thing about them is they they started by figuring out the logistics and now they know how to operate something so they can send out 10, 20, 30, 40. I think he said 50,000 meals sometimes in a day. So, you know, for all y'all that go to any barbecue place, I don't think there's one barbecue place in the country that puts out 50,000 meals in a day. No, not even close. Yeah. I think most are like in the, the the high hundreds low thousands and and even even more less than that three to five hundred is a is a pretty good haul yeah well let's think about it something obvious like franklin how many people do you think line up for franklin 200 two three hundred yeah and that's sold out yeah so this is like 50 times (laughs) (laughs) he's got a bunch of really big really big awesome smokers uh, all sorts of kinds. Not, you talking about Aaron Franklin? No, the Brad. That's why they can put out so much. Well, they well, got yeah, they, they got, got other got, people too. It's not him just yeah. running barbecue relief. There's a, a network. People running smokers. Yeah. Um, we talked to some of those guys. If you want to check it out, um, Dwayne and uh, Stan from Operation Barbecue Relief. They're super friendly guys. Guys that wanted to take their competition skills and turn it into something more than just competition something where they can help people and we're seeing that more i think the the country is you know whatever whatever you feel about politics i think everyone feels like it's just a bunch of crap right now and everyone's looking to con- kind of connect with each other as much as anything else yeah the sense of community is coming back uh, not just in barbecue but <laughs> <laughs> well i think that uh you know we have an opportunity here in texas to we have a huge barbecue family and honestly it's one of the best communities i've been involved in you know i i'm i sell real estate realtors don't really hang out with each other you know not the best community it's a great business i love helping people uh then you know i work with nonprofits. that's also some really good community but the barbecue family i i think when you base a community on food you just automatically get a more close-knit you know everyone's more willing to slow down eat together, talk, and truly enjoy uh, the food, the taste, the time, and, and appreciate you know the hard work that went into cooking it. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Um, <laughs> any, any instance I can think of that I've been, you know, even when it comes to my family, the closest with them is, you know, you think Thanksgiving, you think uh, these family gathering and what's always there, um, the common denominator is always food. Uh, you know, so everybody could be kind of spread out during the the gathering and be watching football or doing whatever. But at some point, everybody's going to come together because of this food and yeah. eat and sit down and talk. Well, and I'm Jewish and we do. I mean, there's one holiday a year where you fast and then the rest of it's just eating. And it's telling a story and eating or uh, eating certain foods that, you know, represent certain themes or ideas and I think that food speaks a lot, and I, I love that you know we're in this barbecue industry just spreading the gospel of food. I mean, it, it it is religious in the fact that we're all sitting down and kind of not praying to, but really focusing on eating and talking. And I like that because it doesn't necessarily have a, 
a strict rule. It just is be communal, sit down, preferably with a giant platter. Everyone use your hands. And, Family uh, style. Yeah, and have a good time. The family style thing, I even, uh, I whip it out all over the place. Like if I'm with a bunch of friends and we get Chinese food, I'm like, let's just order five things and we'll all just split it, you know? I think that that's, uh, I, I have a funny story. There's a, a dish that I really enjoy called shakshuka. Uh, it's like uh, eggs braised in kind of a tomato sauce. Super good, very Israeli. And when, the last time I was in Israel, I really wanted to, get a diverse taste of all the different ways because some people use fresh tomatoes some people use canned tomatoes some people use diced or crushed or i mean there's a million ways to cook it and so me and my dad went out and we got we each got one which is like a cast iron pan uh full of this tomato sauce plus a couple eggs braised in it right and then we realized that every other table around us there was like two or three people just splitting one and you know it, it, it's more communal you're sitting around you're dipping pita in it you're having a conversation and me and him are just over there just wolfing down like these eggs as fast as we can sparks coming out from under this one hey we got a trailer sparking in front of us we got lightning in the distance Ooh, it's what's hitting it oh i bet you it's the chain yeah there's some chain under there probably it's popping listen even his trailer is not loaded as good as this trailer brad orson loaded this trailer we should we should make a a statue of how well this trailer is loaded. Yeah. It's like he's done it before. We should have a sculptor come out and sculpt it before you unload it. Yeah, he knew exactly how to get it done. Yeah. How to, I mean, I used to I used to work at JCPenney at the, at the factory. We have to load semis all day. But they're all really light boxes. I mean, I could fill the whole thing up and stack them up perfectly, but I'm not having to do any kind of weight dispersion. Uh, one of these trailers, if you get the weight dispersion wrong, you're going to end up getting a trailer that's wagging back and forth the whole time you're driving it or, you know, throwing stuff off. Yeah, and this thing... You can't even tell we're pulling it. Yeah, it's yeah. tracking straight. I keep I keep kind of poking my head over here. You got this nice con, uh, convex mirror that I've been looking at, and I mean, it barely... When we hit a bump, it wiggles, but that's about it. And we've been hitting some serious bumps, and... There's a cooler sticking up about 10 feet that is barely moving. But it weighs 100 pounds. Uh, it weighs way more than 100 pounds. How much do you think that 350 Yeti? Yeah. Oh, the Yeti? The Yeti 350. Oh, okay. I thought you were I, talking about I'm talking about the fridges that are sticking straight up oh, right no, now. Oh, no. Those things are like 1,000 pounds. Yeah. They're Together. heavy. <laughs> that Yeti is just on top. It's not strapped down, though. All right, so we loaded all this stuff up. We went kind of in the playground area, right in the parking lot. We went up to the junkyard. We met up with Mike. Mike killed it, helped us out. We loaded a bunch of stuff up. We got all the racks. We ate some sandwiches. And, and then we then recouped. We recouped. I chugged like I got a, I, I was drinking Yingling because that's just it's just so good and you can't get it in Texas. But at the same time, uh, you know, we'd, we'd been working all day, so I in no way, shape, or form felt the effects of, of the beer. I was ready for two more, and even after that, it, I was just, like, sitting there waiting for the, uh, the carbohydrates to soak in. <laughs> and then we took a little trip about 14 miles up the street. To another, another property that, that Brad owns. Yeah, to another property that's... 
so cool. It's literally like a pavilion, except the instead of like pillars holding it up, there's just two giant shipping containers holding the pavilion up. It's so cool. It was so cool. And that's there is more shams and tables and. You got uh, two. Uh, they're like diner booths. Uh, yeah, two big diner booths, and then I got like four tables that had, um, you know, there may be like small two tops or something, but they've got on top that kind of uh, is it oh, polyester like, uh, that that latex kind of top on it, and they've got either Batman or Lucio Ball. That yeah, it's like a, like theme. someone someone put a collage underneath and resined over it. Yeah, the resin. And ones ones yeah, one of them ones Lucio I love Ball. Lucy. Yeah. One's Batman. Uh, there was this kind of 90s zigzaggy yellow wooden thing, but we didn't end up taking that, right? That kind of disintegrated when we it tried to move apart. it. It just fell apart. I was like, I'm going to move this, and then it just fell apart in my arms. And then Brad tried to move it more, and then it just fully just kind of evaporated. But um, then that, we were, you know, so after we got everything loaded, got down the hill and kind of loaded onto the trailer and started strapping everything down, I was getting all lightheaded again. Uh, I didn't eat enough, I guess. I don't know. But we were down in those sandwiches. I ate <laughs> yeah. I ate almost two whole brisket sandwiches. But we were this this pavilion is in this land is right on some bed of water, body of water. Oh yeah, it's so like, there was this like, like a swamp or, or like yeah, a bayou kind of yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a creek. It was definitely connected other places than just there. I think it was a bayou. Yeah. But anyway, there's a, a dock with a slide and a homemade diving board and everything over yeah, there. Just I, like a giant 2 by 12 Yeah. I uh, I took my clothes off, except for my underwear. I left those on and just went and jumped in. And the water was cold. It was the best thing I possibly could have done at that second. Yeah. Except I didn't have a towel. Brendan cooled off. Uh, the, the water smelled a little of sulfur, but it was very refreshing. It's okay. Yeah. That's just that's just some bayou stuff. You just get used to that. Yep. Uh, and it was uh, connected to a sweet houseboat that uh, Brad's friend Gene owns. And it was like a little party boat, but it, it was all locked up that I wanted to walk around in, and see it. But, I mean, it was literally, when people say houseboat, it's people think more like a boat that people live in. This was like a house built on some pontoons. On some pontoons. Yeah. It was cool, man. And to get to that you know, slide diving board area. You just had to walk across a board. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was a little precarious too, but it was nice to cool off. Yeah, a little two by 12. And it's cool because we got to hang out with Brad, who is known in that community. You know, he's got the biggest barbecue place. One of the only barbecue places on, uh, on I 10 in that area off of 57 and the guy wins championships, and oh yeah, yeah. It's not just any old barbecue joint that's off the side. It's, it's good stuff. Well, and on top of that, they're considered a a place to recycle lumber. So he's got the posts and the walls of some old fort that used to be on the beach in Mississippi. Uh, you know, it's kind of a historical site, and I guess it got destroyed by the uh, one of the hurricanes that came through. But they gave him all the wood, so he's got like a hundred plus year old fort just sitting stacked up real nice and clean sitting on his land he also has uh i don't know if he bought or just took all the seats from a movie theater <laughs> he's got like an entire theater full of seats he's got a movie projector all yeah. the cushions 
I nearly took some of those movie seats, but what am I going to do with those? Sit in them? Yeah, well, when when Brad's going through this stuff, he's so excited about all the gear, you know. I don't think he's quite a hoarder, but, you know, he has kind of that I have a bunch of cool stuff uh, excitement. Yeah, and yeah he's like, you should take this. And I was like, oh, I want to, but I don't know. I don't know what to do. It was a, it was a lot. He was... He was throwing a lot at me, which is amazing because I got a lot of stuff. I was, telling him, I was telling him that I didn't think that I could fit one more thing on the trailer, and I didn't hear the end of that for a while. Oh, yeah, we were making fun <laughs> of you because so, we got to fit so much more on the trailer, but we, were, we weren't trying to push things. They, they were grabbing like their drink or something. They're like, oh, I don't want to put that down. The trailer's tires are going to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then at the very end, so then we drove all the way back to the shed. Yeah. Um, had a couple a couple more refreshments and uh brad found like a really like big old grease trap for like a giant sink system got which, me a grease trap which is super clutch for all of you that don't work in restaurants or worked in restaurants or know what it is uh it basically catches all the grease so that it doesn't go down the drain right yeah and that's yeah, that's, that, that's super important that's the idea behind it anyway and I don't know if you, I don't know if y'all are eating barbecue right now, but you know that that there's some grease involved with barbecue. Tad bit. But we're all on that keto diet now, so we so, love that grease. We want more fat in our lives. So eat away. Just don't even eat the brisket. Just eat the fat. <laughs> That's what Joe Rogan says to do. That's that candy. Uh, but it was really. It was really a fun experience. It was my first time at the shed, and I didn't think my first time was going to be such a mad dash, you know? Literally drove straight there. Well, stopped in New Orleans. That didn't yeah. count. For a drink and a po' boy. Yeah, and a, and a nap. Slept yeah. for four hours, woke up. Stayed at a nice little hotel. Soft yeah. sheets, soft towels. What was that place called? Hotel St. Marie. Yeah, that thing. On Toulouse. The place was really cool. Super cool. The woman at the desk was super cool. I mean, this is one of the reasons, you know, first of all, we're two cool guys, so everyone wants to hang out with us. We're so cool. People are so excited to see us. (laughs) Just because they know we're nice. They can tell that, you know, they're going to have a good time if they talk to us. The smile on on our faces. Smiley's Barbecue. Look at that. Come on down to Smiley's Barbecue. We'll get you fed right. Uh, But at the same time... There's a beauty to travel. There's a beauty on taking an adventure, and you know we stunk of adventure, so that also made us interesting to most people we stopped by. Now we might have to stop at a Waffle House or something. I we I can't believe I drove all the way to New Orleans and back. Oh, speaking even, of, you didn't get your chicken. Yeah, I once again did not get my Willie Mays Scotch House chicken. I will someday. But we had to get to the shed. We had to get a fresh tire. We just wasn't enough time but all y'all out there who are eating it or anything especially hot chicken tag me because i'm literally i will go on every chicken post i can find and i just write i want that chicken <laughs> because i want everyone to know that i love hot chicken i love fried chicken i love chicken wings i love smoked chicken give me that chicken chicken's one of my favorite things at snows but chicken is still a vegetable <laughs> yeah. it's uh, scientifically proven all the the science agrees that chicken is a vegetable (laughs) you're gonna go ahead and have some scientists call in yeah (laughs) we're gonna call some scientists at 12 30 at night 
what do you think about chicken vegetable or meat go it's funny to me because we're you know i i napped a little bit while you were driving yesterday but you know at no point were we really we've been driving through the night two days in a row and i'm having a good time yeah it has been a pretty good time especially just now just driving and I don't know if we can listen to any more music. We've listened to all this stuff over and over. <laughs> I'll keep playing Travis Scott. I love that new uh, Astro World album. Astro World is killer. Astro World. <laughs> and then the new the new Toby Nwigwe that's out. Oh, He's yeah. absolutely killing it. That's a friend of yours, right? He uh yeah, played we went, football with him. We went to college together. Yep, North Texas. He was a a badass badass football player. And he's a clean guy, right? He doesn't swear or nothing. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't swear in his raps. Um, he he has really, really cool beats. They're unconventional. Um, really, really cool. It kind of sounds. I can't. There's. He's a mix between Andre Three Thousand and something else. Anyway, just listen to him, Toby Nwigwe, T O B E. And then you played some of that like horror rap too. What oh was man, that? the Suicide Boys. Suicide Boys. Y'all sleeping if you don't know the Suicide Boys. And and that <laughs> that was very popular with the La Barbecue Crew too, right? I think it was because I made them listen to it. Oh, it's because you made them listen to it? <laughs> yeah. I thought Chewy and those dudes liked it too. Yeah, they liked it a little bit. I, actually, um, Mike Pan, uh, he was one of our, our cutters. Uh, he was the one that turned me on to it. Uh, we went and did uh, this jazz night thing to where we did these brisket uh, pickle, brisket rye pickle back shots. Nice. And uh, on the way there, he showed me the suicide boys and that is like my go-to workout music now they're they're pretty killer it's two two dudes from uh from the seventh ward in louisiana and i figured you know while we're while we go down into new orleans we got to listen to some new orleans boys yeah and we even those dudes we ran into at verdi mart knew exactly who we were talking about yeah but they were making fun of them Oh really? They were? Yeah, they were like, oh, the suicide boys. But the dude boys. had a hatchet man tattooed to his yeah. arm. Come on. <laughs> we're like, it's kind of like ICP, and they're like, yeah, man, ICP was cool back in the day. And then we started talking about the new Juggalo dating app. Oh yeah, there's a Juggalo <laughs> dating app that exists. <laughs> that is crazy. We need a barbecue dating app, huh? Yeah, it'd be it'd, slim. It'd be Pickens. mostly dudes. <laughs> it'd be slim pickings. There are some serious women in barbecue, and I think very serious. I honestly, you know, I, I put up some shirts, bestbbqshow.com. You want meat man, meat woman shirts. And we're selling meat woman shirts almost as much as we're selling. Now, the listenership and on Instagram, you know, the demographics it tells me is like 70% men. But we're selling those meat woman shirts. So I don't know if men are buying them for their ladies or if ladies are buying them. But We I'm, need to see some of those T-shirts. I want them. We need those tagged, worn yeah. and tagged. Oh, on Instagram. Got, my lady's got one. There's a few of them out there. I think Jess Prowl's got one from her episode, and if not, I'll just send her another one. Um, Mia Khalifa's owed one. I told her I'd get her one, and now that the store's up, I guess I have to uh, actually do that. Yeah, you have to send her one. Uh, I can give it to you. You'll probably hang out with her in the next month or so, right? No, no, huh? no. We don't. We don't talk this. Talk as much anymore. She's. Uh, She's cool. She's a good friend. Yeah, she's uh, well. She's also busy. She's going to a different restaurant in a different state or country, like every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. She's been doing uh, the foodie thing a lot, and it's really cool. All the stuff that she's showing, I really, I really like it. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, and she's just a she's a fun soul. So it's fun to see her. You know, she 
find something like a, you know, they, they give her a plate, looks like it's got a peach on it, but it's actually like some kind of ice cream with a peach looking shell that's perfectly airbrushed to look like a peach. So, you know, I don't necessarily love going to those places, but it's fun to watch her, you know, smash some food Ex- over there. Yeah, experience it through that. I'm more of like an Anthony Bourdain. I want to just like sit on a crappy little plastic stool on a street in Vietnam where no one knows who I am and slurp whatever they give me in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Preferably some nice broth uh, with some noodles. Nothing too crazy. I'm not really into like bugs and all that weird stuff. I'll eat a bug. I yeah. remember. I remember when we were growing up, we went to some. What was it like a? Over the, over the summer, little like science camp or something. Yeah. And uh, nerdy camp. Yeah, nerdy camp. And one of the things was is they showed us mealworms and how you can survive off of them. So I got to eat mealworms and crickets and earthworms. And they showed us how to cook them. And, I mean, not my first choice, but if I had to again, a little bit of salt. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I was in Mexico City for a friend's wedding, and uh, we all went out to this restaurant that's in a cave. And they had ant eggs, silkworms. They had, like, 17 kinds of bugs. See, I can't, I mean... I guess if I had to, but I can't do that. The like a like a grub worm or something. The ones that are like or a caterpillar, they're real juicy and soft. And no, I, I can't I can't do all that. I mean, you like juicy not chicken wings. I like juicy chicken wings, but a juicy bug is not gonna do it for me. Uh, so we're we're now driving back. We've got a giant trailer full of stuff. The back the back of the pickup truck's full of tabletops and coolers and all kinds of stuff as well. What is up with this road? This road is just tossing us around right now. I guess Texas roads aren't that great. Nope. We're in uh, kind of the Beaumont, between Beaumont and Houston, Refinery City. There's little flames and what looks like little cities all around us. I love this part of Texas. Just running those refineries day and night. And now we're on our way back. Uh, you're, what, a week away, a month away? How, how close is Smiley's to opening? I guess you're still solidifying. you got to build out the space a little more, huh? Yeah. Uh, you can still expect us to do uh, definitely caterings. You know, just give me, give me a holler if you need some, some catering done. But we're doing uh, pop-ups. You know, we've been doing them at the Turning Point Brewery in, uh, in Bedford. They uh, they have got some really awesome beers going on there. They got one that they just now did. And I posted about it. It was a chicken fried steak IPA. What? Yeah, it didn't taste like chicken fried steak. That was definitely a marketing gimmick. But it was a really good IPA, and I don't like IPAs. Was it? Uh, did they serve it with chicken fried steak? Was it no. like a pairing or anything? No, no. Just that's just what they called it. Uh, I'm sure Zach, the brewmaster, could tell you a little more about it. But I just know that's the first IPA I've liked in a while. But we've been doing good over there, so you, you can keep us uh, keep on coming out to see Smiley's Barbecue at Turning Point Brewery. Um, and then we're also doing stuff at Panther Island Brewery. So there's a Panther City Barbecue and a Panther Island Brewery? Yes. That's such an interesting thing to have in one city. Yeah, there's a, there's a Panther Island Pavilion. 
Is there? Uh, is there? A, it's like the, the town Panthers mascot. have to do anything. It's the Fort Worth mascot is a Panther. I know my high school north of Fort Worth was the Panthers, Fossil Ridge Panthers, and then Panther City. Yeah, I just Fort Worth is, I guess, the Panthers. That's kind of where it goes. Lots of lots of mountain lions out in that area. Really? Yeah. I hear that coyotes live in every city in America now. That's that's one hundred percent true. When I lived in Los Angeles, uh, they would be walking up and down my neighborhood streets. So I can believe that they're. Definitely now, are they really places. there, or is that because everyone in California is on that wacky weed? Well, no, they're definitely there. I could see them, and I've seen enough coyotes in my life to understand. But maybe other people thought that large cats and small dogs were coyotes. <laughs> I could, yes. <laughs> yeah, I could see that for sure. So we're on our way back. Smiley's Barbecue is about to be loaded up. And... Uh, are you all disclosing the location yet? Are you, are you telling yeah. people? So we're in the stockyards. Smiley's Barbecue is in the stockyards. We're on West Exchange, a few blocks up uh, from Cadillac and uh, PRs. And that's like one of the hottest areas in Fort Worth now, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, so we're, we're doing stuff with uh, Horseshoe Hill Cafe, but we're... Our smokehouse and the co-op is with uh, Kenny Kurt of Chopper Supply Company. Chopper Supply Company. Man, that place is awesome. I'm so happy I got to team up with Kenny. But it's a 212 West Exchange in the stockyards in Fort Worth. And uh, we've done a few things at nighttime uh, to get all the people at the bars and the bartenders and all that. Uh, but we're going. Now I've got all this equipment. Uh, we are going to start building the place out and and make Smiley's Barbecue in the, in the Chopper Supply Company. Now are you going to keep some of the like cool chopper stuff in there? Oh for sure. Everything. Kenny's got that place set up so cool. <laughs> you can't. It's uh, it's hard to explain. I'm sure if you go online look up Fort Worth Chopper Supply you can see some pretty cool pictures but he is just a handyman all around and uh, the jack of all trades. He does a lot of leather work so he made a sheath for my knife, a horizontal sheath. So it's like a fixed blade, you know, deer antler knife. And uh, he made a sheath for it because my other one wasn't very good. And it came out better than the one I had bought with it from, at the store. But he, he does stuff like that. Um, it sells a bunch of really cool motorcycle parts, uh, expensive, hard-to-find motorcycle parts and, and apparel and... Uh, just accessories that you know, little this and that you want to do to your bike that don't come on, don't come on at stock. But the man knows absolutely everybody out there. Uh, so I'm set up with a great platform. Um, he brings people out whenever I'm serving food. Well, and I think I think that Fort Worth is one of those parts of Texas that. You know, it has barbecue, but it's not saturated like uh, an Austin or even Houston. Yeah, I mean, you've got places that are, you know, they've been on Texas Mother that are out there. You know, you got Heim Barbecue, which they're great. Um, but then you got all these really cool places that are starting to pop up. Uh, and, and they were doing kind of like they were doing in Los Angeles for a little bit, the little underground barbecue, the pop-ups, all that. So you got like uh, Zavala's in Grand Prairie, which Joe absolutely kills it. Uh, they do great. They have a line around the block every single Saturday. Sounds uh, like they need more cutters. Yeah, it sounds like they need more cutters. Uh, but then you got uh, Dane's Barbecue, 
uh, oh yeah he says what's up uh he was hitting me up on instagram says said he he was living vicariously through us watching us uh, move everything <laughs> around uh, dane's awesome he is doing pop-ups and stuff actually at the panther island brewery he's doing uh one this week i think uh this weekend but uh he's just killing it too Every, he always has a lot of people come out he does all these little different pop-ups he actually goes in with uh, another one bricks barbecue out here uh, which he's killing it too. He's popped up over at the Metro Flex Gym, uh, doing 44 Farms brisket. Wait, wait, wait. He he does pop ups at a gym. At a gym. That's genius. Bunch of, bunch of uh, meatheads eating meat. <laughs> meathead keto guys. Meat man. Meat meathead meat men. Meathead meat men. And then yeah, then you got obviously you got the 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 Panther City barbecue we were just talking about and. They're over uh, right off Main Street at a bar over there. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, but they absolutely, you know, they, they sell out every time they open, too. So the, the barbecue community in Fort Worth, as right now, um, there's not a whole lot of establishments that are that are doing uh, Austin, I mean, I just, Central Texas caliber brisket and, you know, barbecue, period. But he, it's coming up. You know, we got a bunch of new faces in there include myself, that are going to try and bring up another a new little mecca of barbecue. You got, I mean, you, that's just Fort Worth. Dallas has its own little thing going. Well, and I think that, I think that there's just so much, there's so much room for barbecue to grow. There's so many people that are trying it. You know, I've had guys in the last, just over the summer, I've had guys from, uh, Canada. We've talked to guys who are opening new restaurants. Yeah. Uh, there are there are a lot of places for this to go. I think everyone wants to taste brisket, and I think once they do, they're going to taste not only that brisket is good, but that they're going to want to try other briskets. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I, most people grew up if they didn't grow up in Central Texas, they grew up eating brisket that you need sauce it's dry it's you know it's better on a mash or a baked potato or it's been sitting, or a sandwich i mean <clears throat> the technology and the the choice to uh you know to to create barbecue that you can you know you kind of serve it at its sweet spot and that's not necessarily something people would just cook it and then hold it but now, serve the leftovers the next day, reheat it. Yeah. Now, now people that. are really trying to get all the barbecue outlaws good. Uh, slice it right at the perfect time. You know, there, If you if you've eaten good barbecue, if you've enjoyed barbecue, those people truly cared about getting it to you. You know, it snows. They do it a little different. They cut it pretty hot, but that's because they don't want it to be cold on your plate, which truly isn't a problem until you're uh you're in the winter there but it's really beautiful to see you know you and all the other pitmasters and the cutters and they want to you know you you want the the barbecue to be perfect when you hand it to that person you want that beef rib to be ready to go you don't want it to be you know to need rest you want it to catch it right in that sweet spot where it's hot but not too hot rested and uh and ready to go yeah i mean i could see you know just with all the new people coming in like you're saying it's 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 like a a gold rush except not 
not in the sense of you know everybody's out to make a, a bunch of money on it. It's in the sense of everybody wants to be a part of this community, and nobody's hiding their secret their secrets. You know, everybody's wanting to talk about it and, and bring the barbecue game up. You know, as as a community, and not try and sit there by yourself. And I mean, that's my experience in Fort Worth so far. Anyway, all these guys that are coming up. Uh, we all talk. We all, you know, throw ideas around and see what we can do a little bit better. So, uh, and I'd like to see that more spread out throughout, you know, the, the the community, the barbecue community. Well, and Brad said it best, I think, where he said, you know, I don't care what's going on as long as you're promoting people to eat barbecue, to buy barbecue apparel, to, you know, buy the gear they need to cook barbecue at home and you know even if it's not your barbecue as long as people are going out there and they want barbecue you know neither of us will be out of a job keep eating keep on that keto yeah and i i think that people are realizing you know people will say we heard someone tell a story earlier that you know that they're they're uh they had a family member that died and they they, you know, people say, "Oh, it's because you eat brisket or you ate this or ate that," and, and I, I truly think that uh, that you know, eating eating good meats and all that, and eating you know higher fat, higher protein diet, it's what we're made to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not, what we did not, forever. Not knocking any vegans. That's your prerogative. Vegetarians do your thing. It's it's cool. I'm not knocking you, but our bodies, <laughs> we're since the beginning of our development as a species we have been eating meat and 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 stuff out the ground too that's fine but we've been eating meat as you know uh, every apex predator as we kind of are eats meat so uh, there's got to be something inside of us biologically (laughs) that makes that you know something innate inside of us that we need to eat some you know why do we crave it who would want to who was the first person to come in and think oh man look that thriving animal there i want to go cut into it and put it on the fire yeah i think about that a lot like <laughs> that's who's the first when one? yeah who was the first dude that was like oh i'm gonna cook this meat like at some point someone was like oh i'm gonna cook it and then we literally evolved to not eat raw meat which is such an interesting thing to me but we used to tear that up man we used to tear up that raw yeah. meat <laughs> why can't we still do that i feel like that might be fun there might be certain meats Hey, there is, you know, you can, there's there's all sorts of beefs, at least, you can eat. Yeah, tartare, yeah. sushi, and, yeah, I guess. Yeah, go, go try and bite into a raw brisket, though. That's chewy oh, there. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> at least let it get to room temperature. Oh, we get to Houston and it gets tired. Oh, come on. We are all working hard. Uh, well, so speaking of meat and eating meat, you're uh, you're you're well aware that we call our fans a meat man. You're a happy, or you were a happy, proud owner of a meat man shirt, and you just gave yours to Brad. So you've got another one coming here yes. real soon from our brand new online store, where you can buy a meat woman, meat man, or even a meat man phone case. Uh, Log on to the best barbecue podcast.com and order yours now. Yeah. Best BBQ show.com. That was or close. You can get 
a hashtag meat man shirt, a hashtag meat woman shirt, or a hashtag meat man phone case. And ladies, if you want a meat woman phone case, I can make those too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, to put a bunch of products on there, but I didn't want to get it too crowded. So if there's something you want, if you've heard an idea, uh, there's a few more ideas coming through, and we'll probably have a at least one new shirt every month. We're, g- we're going to go for one new shirt every month. We're going to send, send in your ideas. Yeah. You got something you want to turn into a barbecue shirt? Hey, if it's an idea we use, I'll give you a couple free ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the community and I want us all to kind of have fun and, and, and share, you know, share what we're doing, share our ideas, share our, our goofy t-shirts. That's, that's one thing that I really do like. I mean, everywhere I've, all the barbecue places I've gone and got to talk to the, you know, the pitmasters or the owners or whatever, they end up giving, um, always get a hat or a shirt, you know? Yeah. Well, you got and, a shirt this time. What's your shirt? Yeah. Say? Uh, Brad gave me a shirt. I was looking at him and it's, uh. It's like a breast cancer awareness shirt. It's a uh, black on pink, or pink on black. Yeah, pink on black. And, and it says brisket and boobies. And on the back, it's you know the shed barbecue. Get fed at the shed. But I'm definitely going to be rocking my brisket and boobies shirt for a while now. Uh, so you're a young entrepreneur. You're, you know, you you found how the community can kind of support you, and you know, you, we, we had generous and amazing Brad Orison hook it up. But for all the other guys out there, maybe the guys that are shopping right now and are like, I wish I had a, a buddy that would give me some Alta Shams or, you know, someone who's just cooking in their backyard on a, on a pellet smoker or on an offset or, you know, on some fancy stick burner. Uh, you know, what's your message to, to the men and women out there who really like open, open, fire cooking or uh over the fire cooking or whatever you want to call you know the 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 fire based cooking that we love oh man there's no other taste like like a fire cook i mean there's you know there's all sorts of other taste but but you don't get that you can't get that uh, that protein cooked over an open fire or even next to an open fire to where the smoke is getting to it but either way there's that ambiance that you can't get that ambiance. That I was comes, waiting for that word to come out of you. Did I use it? I used it before, didn't I? Yo, you're known for using it. I don't know if you realize I'm that. Known for that. I'm gonna put that in my Instagram profile. The first time you were on the show, you said, "Oh, it's uh, my natural ambiance." No, somebody told me that one time. Yeah. That they're like, "Did you just get off work?" There's one of those lurk, working out the barbecue. They're like, "Do you just not get off work?" I was like, no, I, and I just took a shower and everything too, and it was a fresh day of not working, and apparently I still smelt like smoke. It was like oozing from my pores. I love it, man. I, I'll smell like smoke every day if I can. I want to bottle it. Oh yeah. Make it into a, make it into a brisket, a brisket spray. People have tried uh, Heath Hall of, uh, I can't think of his company, but if you look up like smoke cologne or barbecue cologne uh, i don't think he actually sells it anymore but he made it you can find articles about it i think it's more of the the smell of it isn't the brisket it's the post oak the post oak smoke that, that's the that's that essence that i go for I well and there's no way to recreate it <laughs> the only way to create it i mean if if you've ever seen me at snows i'll go out of my way to stand next to some of those pits 
so I can just soak up a little bit of extra smoke so I can I can stink like smoke all day. It's so nice you, to be like, where were you at a fire? Yeah, uh, uh, like registers or cashiers sometimes whenever I'm at the store and I've been smoking or whatever. Uh, <laughs> they always end up telling me that I smell good, which is kind of creepy depending on who it comes from. Hey, you <laughs> smell good. Hey, you smell good. No, but they end up, you know, everybody's, oh, I love barbecue. I, you know, and they start telling me about how they cook and they do this or that. And uh, it's just it's just really cool. To, it's it's not, you know, yeah, it's my, that's what I make money on. That's my, my life. It's all that. But all these people that it's not their life and their, their backyard uh, weekend warriors or, you know, they cook the best brisket in the neighborhood kind of thing. It's it's awesome to see that it reach outside of my industry, you know. Well, I said this last week. Uh, Been there before me, and it'll be there after me. I said I was talking last week. You know, I'm really thankful for the community. I'm thankful for the support that I've received by creating this show, and uh, you know, I'm thankful for all the amazing people I get to meet, the people I get to hang out with. Uh, but so th- this is the call for all you meet men and meet women and meet kids and meet grandmas and grandpas. Uh, go out there. Let's say you're, you're walking down the grocery store aisle and you're looking at, you know, charcoal or barbecue tools or you're at Home Depot looking at all the different maybe kiln dried wood they have. Uh, strike up a conversation. Go meet some barbecue people. Uh, I honestly, I didn't know you weren't supposed to just walk into the pit room of some of the places. So <laughs> some places you'll find out the hard way yeah. that you're supposed to ask. So. You know, go go go! Invite yourself into someone's pit room, or go ask to see a pit room. Uh, don't just go eat barbecue at a place that you've eaten barbecue before and not get to know people. Uh, ask them to see the smoker. Yeah, you know, I'm, I made I, we make friends with everybody. I, I got to have a nice conversation with a young woman named Jacqueline who was bartending at the shed. Um, who else? You know, the, there all the was, employees there were really really nice. Yeah. Everywhere we go, you know, I try to connect with either people who are cooking the meat, people who are serving it, people who are slicing, because everyone's important. I had, I had probably 10 great conversations. There was a girl named Shannon in the kitchen, and there was a couple young guys who didn't have name tags. I didn't catch their names, but they were slicing briskets, ribs, everything. And, uh, you know, they made me a couple. I've eaten two, two solid uh, brisket sandwiches from the shed today, and I wish I had asked for like seven more. I don't know why I like am leaving the shed without more leftovers. Yeah, we killed everything on the way home. Anything that was left. <laughs> but this is your call, folks. Get out there, talk me, tag me, tag Brendan. Go get you a smoker if yeah. you don't have one. It didn't have to be anything fancy. Just go get you something. Start messing with it. It's fun. Uh, it's truly a pleasure to be part of the barbecue world, the barbecue family, the barbecue life. Hashtag all of it. Don't forget hashtag meat man and don't forget to tag us because we want to see what you're doing. We want to be part of your barbecue evolution. Yeah, you got any questions at all about your cook or anything, just hit me up on, on Instagram. I know you do because there aren't there, there aren't 700 barbecue places open, you know, in every city yet. So there's people that are that are playing with it. You know, all these websites with tips, subreddits, Instagrams. Facebook groups. You know? Oh, yeah. Go be active on, on Reddit's smoking. Go be oh, active. You, on you that. go on there? 
Um, I, I'm a lurker. I, nice. I don't post too much. I've been lurking too, but maybe maybe you and I should team up and, and start uh, redditing a little more. Definitely cool to see what people have on there. If y'all are redditors and you visit or frequent the subreddit smoking, then you are the true hero. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 name's easy to find on Reddit. Uh, tag me on stuff. I don't I I don't feel like the subreddits even know that much about this show, so I might need to just start spamming them with uh, some some show info as well. And I'm not gonna tell you my name. Yeah. His name's uh Barbecue Hunky Dory. I'm gonna have to make that one yeah. up as soon as I get. I'm gonna make a new Reddit one. That's gonna be your. Uh, yeah, you, you better make it soon because this is coming out in a couple weeks. Okay, Barbecue Hunky Dory, come and look at the stuff that I like. All right, get out there. If you're not cooking it, go eat it. If you're not eating it, go look at it on social media and tag us on your favorite posts. I want to see it, man. I I want to see more and more brisket in my life chicken whatever smoke meat every day there you go thanks uh brendan lamb for joining me and thanks inviting me, me on this wild trip and uh you know who knows what's next uh, this is it for the best barbecue show ending the summer driving through some rain and uh it, it's been a beautiful day it's been a beautiful hard drive back and forth and uh we'll be home at 3:22 a.m so i hope you're all are sleeping well and go eat some meat yum hey to come in and meet man y'all don't see me eat man hit on the meat man y'all don't see me eat man I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, showing the hell of like a meat on the meat man.